Hello, welcome to Guides of the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. Special edition. Dun dun. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, you said before we dive into big topics, mm-hmm. you have a, a miniature one, you might say? I do. Very miniature. Um, it's both timely and not. So if you're listening to this live, it is the 30th birthday of Seinfeld. Oh. One of our favorite shows, if not my favorite show, at least comedy show. Sure. Love it so much. So I was like, is there any weird world in which there's like a Seinfeld ghost story or anything tangentially related so I could connect it to Seinfeld? I'm listening. <laughs> so I looked up a couple of variations of things. And one of the things I looked up was haunted Seinfeld because I thought maybe the set was haunted, whatever. Right. I came across a Twitter account made and seemingly abandoned in 2014 with okay. two followers and no following. Um, that's at Haunted Seinfeld, and I think it's hilarious. Awesome. So this is definitely biting off of, because modern Seinfeld uh-huh. became very, very popular, yes. where it was like, you know, Kramer Kramer decides to invest on Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. You know? But George makes more money than him. <laughs> right, exactly. Something like that, yeah. That kind of thing. And I only read the first handful of them, but I really, really enjoyed them. And so it's at Haunted Seinfeld, if you want to check it out in honor of the show about nothing's anniversary. Cool. So here are a couple. Elaine's new boyfriend only speaks in demonic backward messages. He is a reverse talker. (laughs) (laughs) George isn't the real George this time, if you know what I mean. What is that? I don't really know. Okay. Um, (laughs) Putty attempts to exercise Elaine. E. I'm not possessed, you numbskull. She actually is. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What was another one I liked? They're not bad. I like them. Uh, they're, they're I could keep reading them. Ridiculous. I'd be yeah. happy to, to have these pop up in my feed every day. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, Elaine's roommate is constantly covered in blood. The disturbing detail goes unmentioned throughout the episode. Jerry's new girlfriend appears elderly to everyone but him. His friends pretend not to notice for fear of provoking her wrath. Oh, uh, that's a very interesting one. The characters have been replaced by shadow beings. Their voices are muffled screams. Who is the tall one? It's probably Kramer. (laughs) That's that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. There's a handful of them, and they're all, it looks like they only did it for, no, these are all from the same day. These are all posted on June 3rd, 2014, and then nothing else. Jerry's apartment is locked from the inside. A putrid black ooze creeps from beneath the door. Kramer slips in the ooze. (laughs) I can see Michael Richards slipping around. Totally. Plasm. It's great. This is a real shit Ichabod says I type situation. The a, a little bit less niche. But there's still. a group of friends. I don't know. This is pretty niche. Haunted Seinfeld. Yeah, but at least a million billion people know Seinfeld. Are people really thinking about the canceled Sleepy Hollow of Fox in 2015 or whatever? I know Fox wishes there were. Yeah, I do, too. I know I wish there were. Everybody follow at Haunted Seinfeld. Let's see what happens. I wonder if the person still has the yeah. account and will get the notifications and be like, right. my time has come. Yes. You know, I just needed this I just needed society to catch up with me. Totally. And now I rise. <laughs> oh yeah, together we rise. Yeah, together we rise. The one yeah. of D- Jerry dating uh, uh something uh, a person that can look like an old woman. Yeah. Is really interesting <laughs> as just like a monster conceit. Mm-hmm. And I I would hope that in this episode so I'm about to say something so stupid because yeah. these episodes would never exist, but like I would hope that they would never explain the situation yeah the why of it i think probably not especially with haunted seinfeld's previous idea of no explaining 
Elaine's bloody roommate. Yeah, exactly. They were just leaving things as is in yeah. this world. Yeah, that's great. Haunted yeah. Seinfeld. I, I love it. I will definitely be following at Haunted Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Because I'll, I definitely won't forget to. No, I'm sure not. <laughs> All right. I'll leave you with this one. Under pressure from Mr. Lipman to be edgier, Elaine accidentally, accidentally publishes a cursed manuscript. The world is doomed. I think they <laughs> meant, right. um, not Mr. Lipman. I don't think he'd be pressuring her to do a, an edgy manuscript. I think they mean like Jay Peterman or something. But or, Jay- Oh, no, Peterman, Peterman ran the catalog. I got all mixed up. Mr. Lippman would be yeah, pushing she was her. Independent publishing. I was thinking that Mr. Lippman was Mr. Pitt. Okay, understood. Yeah, no, Mr. Yeah. Pitt only wanted her to like help him fold his socks. Yeah, <laughs> figure help out a magic with, eye with Mullen Springs. Um, <laughs> man, why is Seinfeld not on Blu-ray? I want to see a 4K <laughs> Ultra HD Seinfeld. Of Mr. Pitt throwing socks at Elaine. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You know, Kristen, if they sold that, their stocks would rise high. Oh, my God. All right. They certainly would. Anyway. Now, the day you're listening to this episode is not only the 30th anniversary of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. It is also a notable occasion known as the day after the 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. The 5th of July. (laughs) Happy 5th, everybody. (laughs) Uh, So I decided to get a little patriotic and take a look at uh, 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 – all right. So, you know, we'll start with this. I'm going to start from Mount Rushmore. We're going to take a look at the individuals that are chiseled onto that monolithic sculpture uh, in a topic that I'm calling Founding Father Frights. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) What was the name you thought you were going to change it from? Founder or two. Oh, oh, okay. This goes okay. so much weirder than yeah. you would think. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure it's going to take very long. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much information, but I was committed to the bit. It's fine. I was already committed to the bit. It's funny. My topic is very similar in that I'm not sure it's going to take that long, but I was already so far in yeah. that I was like, well, I'm just going to stick. At a certain point, I was just in too deep. Yeah, totally. Was, That's really funny. Yeah, we'll see how this all goes. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so we'll start with Mount Rushmore itself. Um, first up, some just, you know, like boring historical information. The yeah. only reason this is unknown is because I'm not that smart. Yeah. So I literally didn't know these facts. Uh, Mount Rushmore is in Keystone, South Dakota, and it depicts... George Washington, mm-hmm. uh, uh, honored for uh, uh, helping birth the nation. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson for helping grow the nation. Theodore Roosevelt for something else. For and burping Abraham. The nation? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we're going through the stages of a child's growth here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, I do find it interesting. So it's birth, growth, development, and preservation. That's cool. George Washington for birth, uh, uh, growth, development, and Abe Lincoln for for preserving the union hmm. hey blinken so i had never known that that idea i didn't know that either no um they were originally depicted or planned to be depicted to the waist okay but they ran out of funding so it's just faces yeah yeah all face no waist right. um that's how i like it now mount rushmore is what we know it as mm-hmm. but it wasn't always called mount rushmore Originally, the lakota sioux knew these mountains as the six grandfathers mm-hmm. or cougar mountain American settlers knew it as Sugarloaf Mountain. What the hell? Down on Sugarloaf. What the hell's going on with Sugarloaf? Sugarloaf looking super sweet. <laughs> well, sh- does mean- Chiseled presidents that's looking pretty neat. Down on Sugarloaf. Is Sugarloaf drawing us to it? Maybe. Huh. We need to go. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> we need to eat some sugar loaf and head to sugar loaf. Katie, one of my best friends and listener of the show, lived very close to sugar loaf when she was growing up. We talked about it the other day. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So we have a connection. Yeah. Tangential. To sugar loaf. We can return to the source. Yeah. The other name that this mountain range was known by was Slaughterhouse Mountain. Whoa. Ask me why. Why? I don't know. Okay. Nobody talks about it. Nobody explains why it was called Slaughterhouse Mountain. Everything oh, I found man. was just them being like, yes, it was uh, sometimes known as Slaughterhouse Mountain. Anyway, moving on. I'd be like, don't move on. You must have thought you really stepped in it in the best way when you saw that, but then mm-hmm. no oh, follow-up. I thought I stepped in it all right. Bummer. <laughs> to a certain, <laughs> from a certain viewpoint, I did. Yeah. <laughs> really stepped in it this time. <laughs> now, eventually, it was named Mount Rushmore after Charles E. Rushmore, a wealthy investor who used to prospect and hunt there in the late 1800s. Okay. He spent so much time there, he was known to frequently joke they should just name the place after him. Oh, so they did. They did. Man, I should just start joking about stuff like that and see I what know. happens. be hilarious if... Yeah. Uh, they named this town after us. If Twix sponsored us and they yeah. sent me a bunch of Twix. Wouldn't that be so funny? That'd be hilarious. Anyway... Uh, let's talk now about the individuals, uh, chiseled therein Mm -hmm. and their paranormal dealings. Let's. Now, first of all, I should say one of the first things that I tried to look up was any evidence of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln believing in the supernatural. I wanted to find evidence, uh, uh, that, you know, they believed in something that today we can Mm -hmm. scientifically disprove. Yeah. But unfortunately, it seems like they were all fairly rational people. Yeah. Uh, they would make reference a lot to Greek mythology, but it's not as if they did that thinking that it was real. There was right. a literary reference more than anything else. Right. I did find a journal entry written by, like, John Adams where he, like, says what he did that day. Uh-huh. And it's like meeting with uh, Bertha Cranch yeah. and Jane Wigglesworth. <laughs> and then he writes an acrostic for one of them. Weird. Do you have a crush on her? Like a kindergartner. Yeah, right. In which he mentions the siren's song. Interesting. It was the most interesting thing I found along those lines. Yeah. Well, we talked about it in either like the Ghosts of the White House episode or the First Lady Seance episode. Abraham Lincoln was like tentatively interested in that kind of stuff right. like he had a couple of seances and i think he had go-to mediums or something like that it wasn't something that he like took as total gospel but it was something that he interacted with mostly because his wife was super duper into right. it but he d- it did seem like he was like he had some interest in it and john adams i believe if i'm remembering right was like very into it oh really i think that in one maybe of those... my research was just i w- to be fair well, i was looking, looking for yeah i was looking for like Teddy Roosevelt right. went hunting the, that damn chupacabra. Right, totally. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I think that you would find it kind of like incidentally or something right. like that. But I think it was John Adams who wrote some entries about it. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Maybe it's that the ghost of John Adams was seen. Wasn't there somebody who was walking around cursing? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was John Adams. So I think I have him on the wrong side of this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. I wanted to see what they believed in. And I yeah. really honestly came up short. So mm-hmm. this is about... Uh, people experiencing the founding fathers yeah. uh, as spirits and inspectors and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, George Washington is said to haunt his home in Mount Vernon, where mm-hmm. he eventually died. I've got two tales of hauntings. Cool. Here is the first. Mrs. William Beale and a friend of hers spent a night at Mount Vernon. At their own request, they were permitted to occupy Washington's bedroom. In the middle of the night, they were awakened by the sputtering of their candle. 
They had lighted one surreptitiously and were burning it in the middle of a basin of water. They fancied they saw a spook. <laughs> it went out with a noise and they began to feel alarmed. Mrs. Beale said to her friend, You're I feel on- alarmed. I'm alarmed. <laughs> You're on the side of the bed where Washington died. Oh, God. The other replied, No, I'm not. He died on your side. Finally, they decided that the question was doubtful, and there was no more sleep for them that night. They got up, dressed themselves, and sat around until morning, scared by every squeak of the windows, and at one moment were sure they heard Washington's sword clank distinctly in a corner. Ooh. The sword of Washington. Yeah, I never think about them having swords, really. Oh, no, I know. It's real weird. It seems Arthurian. Yeah, it does. But I like the idea of some artifact yeah. of George Washington's acting up in the night. Right, that's awesome. Clank, clank. Yeah. Uh, this second story is tor- told... <laughs> I, heard the, I heard the muffled sound of him tapping his little wooden teeth together. Oh, picking his wooden tap, teeth with tap, his sword. Yeah. <laughs> you know they did. With a sword, you're picking your teeth? It's a pointy thing you've got near you. It's huge. You'd have to hold it out. Like, what a gamble. you have to hold it by the blade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, this whole thing. He's a real yeah. tough guy. Who chopped down a cherry tree? George Washington. It did? Yeah. What a good boy Do you think he used that sword? <laughs> it makes sense. I don't remember what that story is. He chopped down a cherry tree. I cannot tell a lie. Right, and he, he didn't want to lie about himself having done it. That's Those two stories are the same thing, right? Technically, I yeah, I think so. Yeah. Although, but why was Abe honest? Honest Abe. Did he have nothing to do with anything like that? Any dealings like that? Maybe not famous ones that became like <clears throat> legend. Myth, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's really funny to be standing there next to a tree you've destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Somebody goes, who did this? As uh-huh. if they don't already know. Right, totally. I yeah, cannot who, tell a lie. Who, who do you think it probably was? I've been caught in the act, yeah. so I may as well admit it was me. Right. Oh, what what a what an honest boy you are. Yeah, you have a little experience in that area. That happened to you semi-recently. Somebody was next to a tree that they had destroyed of yours. Oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. And they did go the George Washington our route neighbors, and cop to it. Somebody gifted Allie a little dogwood tree that we planted, and then our neighbors came in our backyard to trim our bushes. We didn't know they were going to be there. And then somebody goes, hey, what's that? And pointed at the tree. And I went, oh, yeah, that's a tree we planted. And our neighbor looked me dead in the eyes and goes, oh, I think I stepped all over it. What the <laughs> she hell? said to me. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, what's done is done. Okay. That story is so weird top to bottom. Very Oh, it's a weird story. I got neighbor stories out the the yin-yang. Yeah. <laughs> My yin-yang is packed with stories. <laughs> all right. This next haunted <laughs> Washington story. Story is strange. Top to yin yang. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> this next strange Washington ghost story is told by the son mm-hmm. of Josiah Quincy. Ooh. All right. So Josiah Quincy stayed at Mount Vernon to meet with Bushrod Washington, nephew of George. Bushrod? Bushrod. 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 Okay. How you, are you spelling that exactly how it sounds? Bush. Yeah. Rod. Wow, I've never heard that name Washington. before. That's new to me. Mush, 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 <laughs> George Washington's nephew and an inheritor of his estate. Bushrod allowed Josiah to stay in Washington's bedchamber. Quote, the chamber in which his uncle had died. He also mentioned, quote, the rumor that an interview, you might call it, with Washington had been granted to some of the room's occupants. Mm. Josiah Quincy's son goes on to say that his father did see Washington. However, he qualified that his father also said, this is all I have to say about it. 
He refused to give more details uh, <clears throat> and that he would have to uh, consult an expert in cerebral illusions. Oh, okay. To try to figure out what the hell he experienced. So he thought maybe somebody played a trick? I guess, but he also went on to say this. Or he said, cerebral, cerebral illusions, that means your, your own mind playing tricks on you? Your mind playing tricks on yeah. you, I guess. Uh, he said that his father did believe that brain action was at times set up in us by friends no longer in the flesh. And that his own life had been guided by these mysterious influences. Hmm. So I guess he thought that your mental state could be affected by ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that huh. he could heed their advice. Or maybe it's not even as direct as like they give you advice and you follow it. It's like, oh, I suddenly have a, a new idea. Yeah, right. Suddenly I know what to do. And that that moment of inspiration, that light bulb mm -hmm. going off moment is a dearly departed friend yeah. showing you the way. Yeah, they kind of nudged you along. Yeah. Hmm, I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's move on very briefly, I mm -hmm. should warn you, to Tommy Jefferson, our okay. third president, who is kind of sort of said to haunt his uh, old home of Monticello, mm -hmm. very similar to uh, Georgie Washington with uh, Mount Vernon. Yeah. Uh, there are reports of people seeing the ghost of a state of the statesman, I apologize, <laughs> observing them while touring his famous home. There's even been accounts of disembodied whistling of old forgotten tunes, Ooh. which was a, a well-known habit of Jefferson's while he was alive. Okay. So he just sort of likes to stand yeah. by watching people observe his home of Monticello. Yeah. And just whistles to himself. Huh. Though the tune might tickle your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to give some flair to that because we're moving on from yeah. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Tried to give something of interest there. It worked. Did it work? Yeah. Was that worked. exciting? Spooky. Is everyone out there scared? All right. Here's a question I have. Yeah. Did he like to whistle a tune that nobody knew in life as well? Or is it just that like he's really old? So this song he's whistling is like not relevant to the people who are hearing it. I think maybe I think, he had a very obscure musical ear even in life. If they say a f an old forgotten tune, yeah. I'm thinking this is a song that just doesn't exist. You know, there's got to be tons yeah. of music that was written. Yeah. Like. Oh, the frog in the stump go hobbling by. The frog in the stump go by. Yeah. And it's been forgotten in time because nobody liked it. <laughs> so. We decided to just leave it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now that I've said it's like I just cast a spell on myself. I've got, I can't stop. The frog in the stump. The frog in the stump. <laughs> stuck in my head now. A song I just made up is yeah. stuck in my head. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Now, Teddy Roosevelt is a monument of a man. Yes. Legends abound mm -hmm. surrounding Teddy Ro Roosevelt, except when I'm researching him. <laughs> here's what I found. Except in spooky worlds. Yes. Here's what I found about T. Rosie. <laughs> I'll put this in the show notes. It's not bad enough to be good. Okay. But it is bad. Okay. So a few years ago, ABC News on Halloween... Sent two reporters to the White House. Okay. Serena Marshall and Lena Zack. Okay. And so this link, once again, I'll have it in the show notes. You can watch this. Mm -hmm. This will be the commentary track for it. Serena Marshall and Lena Zack report about how the White House is haunted. Mm -hmm. They walk around talking about Halloween. They mention the things that you've mentioned in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't know the episode number, but you talked about yeah, the haunted sure. White House. Mentioning that Abraham Lincoln's ghost has been spotted there. Uh, and they start to go like... I wonder if other people have been spotted here. They walk into a big hallway and mention that this room is the most haunted room in the entire White House. Then they go, why, who's that? And way off in the distance, hidden from view at first, 
is Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, my well, God. A man dressed like Teddy Roosevelt. Wow. They go like, wow. What are you doing here? You lived here quite a long time. He was like, yes, well, yes, I did. And my wife and I, I tell you, we had lots of children. I told them to build more rooms and we'll fill them with children. And they go, I... okay. So the residence is over here. This is where some ghosts have been seen in the hall. And he, and he goes like, yes, and that's where my wife and children lived. And we would fill the White House with laughter. They're like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All he wanted to do was talk about how Teddy Roosevelt had a lot of babies. Oh, they were trying to direct him to like talk about ghost stuff, and he just is doing Teddy Roosevelt yes. facts. Yes, this is a, a Halloween report about the haunted White House, and then this this Teddy Roosevelt impersonator seemingly only wants to talk about the only thing you'll talk about is how none of the other presidents had as many kids as him. That's all I wanted to say. Was he dressed as Teddy Roosevelt looking ghostly in any way? Like, were his, you know, like, was he great? Or it just looked like any, any presidential impersonator. Any presidential impersonator. Oh, boy. This man this was hired go the way and a they producer wanted. said a couple of reporters are going to talk to you and it's Halloween. So they might try to make it spooky, but just roll with it. And he had no ability to. So he just kept being like, oh, yes, I was the 26th yeah. president. Like, cool. What are you doing haunting these halls? He's like, why? I studied my books in these halls. Like, say something ghosty. At one point, they ask him about a rumor that Taft covered up a report about ghosts. Uh And he goes, well, I don't believe that for one minute. Like, immediately. We were great colleagues. Immediately. Immediately. Shut shut it right down. down. Any fun they attempt to have. That's awesome. Uh, But at one point, (laughs) But at one point, he does admit that he, he used to like to imagine he could hear the ramblings of Abe Lincoln. And then he backs off a little bit and he goes, it was more of like a comforting uh, presence and helped me make decisions. And they go like, oh, so you have seen ghosts. And he goes, I don't have any spooky ghost stories. He says that definitively. And then somebody follows up by going, well, we do understand there are plenty of ghost stories here. Yeah, like, you're ruining this whole thing. Then at some point, he goes like, well, you know, I I, I enjoy being here and I'd love to come back. And, oh, yeah, we'd and a, love to have you. And a reporter goes, a reporter goes like, ooh, so should we keep an eye out for you? Like, should we see your ghost around here? And he gets all confused and he goes... Well, it would be fun to to come throw my hat back into the ring. He oh. basically turns it into, it would be great if I could run for president again. Oh, he my God. He takes it from being like I might haunt these halls to being like, I oh, well, yes, Teddy Roosevelt today would like to run for president. <laughs> All right, sir. Oh, their fun segment totally went off the rails. Really not on the same page. They keep interrupting each other. They keep being like, okay, well, so you're, oh, sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. Like, keep, like, it's so not polished. Not and, flowing. Like, busted. Um, and then at one point, uh, oh, when he says, like, well, I'd love to throw my hat back in the political ring, she goes, I'd, I think I'd prefer to have a spooky ghost party instead. <laughs> this, poor, this poor woman just doing her best to, like, get it back to where we're supposed to be. Honestly, neither one of them were budging. It's like Batman yeah. and the Joker. An unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Right. Either start They're destined his... to do that forever, this yeah. lady and this Teddy Roosevelt. Just start asking them for T. Rosie facts. Oh, and stop giving uh, them... He's not going to get on board with the ghosts. Yeah, but, He's not. like, maybe they had to steer back to it for a, a later segment or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they knew they are going to go back to ghosts, so it's going to be weird to... Whatever. Uh, it is terrible. Then at some point, I can't tell if this was a producer trying to signal them or if they're somebody just flicked a light switch or whatever. 
lights turn off. Uh-huh. And somebody goes like, oh, well, they're turning off the lights on us. So, uh, and he says something to the effect of like. Is he like, what? How is this happening? No. Was he there says, electricity when Teddy Roosevelt was president? <laughs> I'm sure there was, right? Well, these, all of these fire lanterns have turned off simultaneously. But if I could have had simultaneous lamp burning in my day. <laughs> Can you imagine what I could have gotten done? <laughs> Like Oski, yeah. could you imagine what I could have gotten done? I don't know how to do his voice. Hey, Ted Rosie, yeah. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> Ted Roosevelt's yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Me, I mean, um, <laughs> the, he says something to the effect of like he's like, yeah, it might mean something, though I doubt it. <laughs> like, what the hell's going don't on? Don't know. With this guy? Don't know what the hell it means. And then one of the reporter goes, just goes. I think it means they want us to wrap up. And then they literally go. One of them looks in the camera and goes, like, turn off the camera. Yeah, that's enough. Maybe that's oh, how it ends. Really? Yes. Literally, literally goes like, okay, well, end it there. Ha ha ha. Like laughing, but definitely she's, like, she's let's like, get put me, out, me of here. out of my misery. Get me out of here. They turned off those cameras and they were like, thank you so much. That was so much fun. And then walked away and they were like, those two ladies were cursing to each other. And they were like, I'm so tired. That yeah. mean, it was. It's like a five minute report. They must have been exhausted maybe that teddy roosevelt was like a plant from csi that skeptic um organization oh and so yeah. he was trying to shut down this ghost talk maybe it yeah. seems like he's not just getting it but he actually has an agenda i'm gonna give them presidential facts instead yeah yeah steer them toward the toward logic yeah it was uh it's really i'm telling you it's not even so bad that you'll be like what a forgotten gem right all right but it's it is like, like you'll watch and just be like Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yikes. Everybody. All right. Now, this brings us to our final president who is on Mount Rushmore, Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president, the preserver mm -hmm. of our union. Now, again, so as to not step on toes, I'm not going to talk about the times that Abraham Lincoln's ghost had been seen. Mm -hmm. Kristen has already covered that in mm -hmm. a previous episode. What I am going to tell you about, because I forgot about it, and now I know a lot about it, a few years ago... There was a movie that came out. Yeah. And it was called Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln Vampire, Vampire Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. And I read the plot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what that's about now. I think I saw that in theaters. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was like really terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, evidently, it's based on a novel. Yes. there. Because remember, there was a while where there was like um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, like lots of things like that. Written by the same guy. Yeah. So there was a wave. Like there was supposed to be... Pride and Prejudice and Zombies with Natalie Portman or something. Like, there was some sort of planned movie that they ended up scrapping because, like, the time had passed. I think we they don't did have make time a movie for... of it, but I don't, it just wasn't big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is written by Seth Graham Smith. Mm -hmm. And it is a fictional diary of Abraham Lincoln's uh, over the course of which here's some stuff that happens. Here's some stuff that we learn. Okay. As a child... Abe Lincoln learns that vampires are real. His grandfather was killed by one, and his mother didn't actually die of milk sickness, as he had believed. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew, I'm going to die of milk sickness just hearing that. Evidently, Nancy Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's mother, died of milk sickness. Did you look up what that is? Is it just like drinking bad milk? Kind of, but not in the way that you'd expect. Uh-huh. It's like if cows <laughs> That sounds worse. If what cows grazing have eaten like 
snake root okay or something it poisons the milk oh and so she died essentially of poisoning oh but they called it for like some mad reason cow desi- disease kind of right mad cow desire yeah design <laughs> mad cow desire <laughs> for some reason they referred to it as milk sickness rather than poisoning <laughs> that is a truly horrible name for yeah. something better to have that than milk madness yeah <laughs> you can't stop drinking it i just love it. i wish i could stop i love milk <laughs> all right he tracks down the vampire that killed his mother and he kills it yeah he vows to kill as many vampires as possible he then meets a vampire named henry sturgis who explains that not all vampires are evil henry trains abe to be a vampire hunter by the way spoiler alert for abraham lincoln vampire hunter I'm literally just going to tell you the plot now. It's fine. It's crazy. Yeah. Abe Lincoln finds out. So he sees a slave auction happening. Mm-hmm. And he follows the slave owner and finds out slave owners are vampires. And they are buying slaves not only for the labor, but as a source to of feed food. on. Yeah. It is then that Abe Lincoln uh, becomes an abolitionist and decides to make sure that slavery is abolished. So weird. Um. His old friend Edgar Allan Poe warns him sure. that vampires left Europe because of Elizabeth Bathory. So this is what you were looking at when I came in, right? Yeah. Okay. Will was wrapping up his research and just being like, what? It's Wait, what? I, I can't not include all this. There's I no like, way to cut it. And I was like, what was this going to be? It's like hard to follow. Yeah. It's so It gets so crazy at the end. At the end, the end, okay, oh, whatever. We'll get there yes, soon. Yes. It's just, it's just insane. Okay. Okay. So vampires left Europe because of Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, and came to the United States. Edgar Allan Poe warns Abe Lincoln that if they don't stop the vampires, eventually they'll enslave all people, not only black people, uh-huh. which then starts to feel to me like, abolishing slavery is not so much about like making yes. sure that we're all treated as equals and like like treating all people as humans with a defined set of rights and more about like well but it might happen to me someday so i guess i'll stop it yeah that definitely changes the vibe right of yeah now maybe there's another way but, it's explained if you really read the book that like restores some of that but honestly the summary of this is like Yo, this does like yeah. This Abe Lincoln isn't quite as honorable. No, it's real. It's really weird, and it's it is also the implication in a weird way is like it wouldn't have been worth doing except for the fact that right. And we yeah. had to do it because otherwise all humans would be enslaved. Not not only black not ju- people. Right. Isn't that weird? Yes, extremely. Know. You know, I think it's. I, I think um, historical fiction is very weird. Historical fiction is it's real strange. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe was killed by vampires. <laughs> Man, that's my next note. Maybe I didn't see this. I don't know. I I feel like that's something I have stored in my brain, but I'm not remembering any well, of this. Remember, I'm telling you about the novel. Evidently, oh, Eep I mean, didn't make it to the movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Confederates. <laughs> I forgot we called him Eep. <laughs> Eep? Yeah. It's his initials. Yeah. They're as scary as his stories. Right. <laughs> that's a good way to talk. That's a that's good phrasing. Yeah, totally. His initials are as scary, scary as his stories. stories. Eep. Edgar Allan Poe. When they look at you blankly, you're like, you know, eep. Eep. You like, wait for them to catch up. Ep. No, no, eep. Eep. Look how funny. Yeah, you I am. say it like that too, like, eep. Yeah. I just read the cask of Amontillado. Eep. Eep. Um, all right. Civil War. The Confederates were vampires. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm All falling. Right. You know, I was just thinking. Uh, I'm surprised that the vampires were driven out of Europe by Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, was the the deal that she was taking all the blood for herself? So they're like, we have to get out of here because there's like nobody left for us. Because isn't Elizabeth Bathory the person who would kill virgins and virgins and uh, bathe in their blood or whatever? I don't know. I think so. (laughs) We may never know. You know what? We may never know. Uh, Elizabeth Bathory liked to take a bathy. I thought it was who was Bloody Mary, Queen of Scots or whatever. Wasn't that her? Um, have we learned anything over the course of doing this show? <laughs> it's all just become a maelstrom of no, ideas. No, no, I in am my right. Head. But that's so weird. How come I've never have Have we as a society made the Bathory Bath connection? <laughs> is it called a bath because <laughs> of her? What if it is? Oh my God! Hold on, I'm going to the Wikipedia. <laughs> this is a real. It, no, I mean I am right. It's this... Elizabeth Bathory who did that. But do we call it a bath? Because I, I hope your topic can restore some restore some prestige to the show because this might oh. be one of the worst. Oh no! It's this not. might be the worst episode of this show. Oh, it's gonna tank it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> this All is right. not a hybrid. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. We're not. I don't know how I could yet. find this, but I've never. <laughs> There's no reason to look. Elizabeth Bathory took baths in blood, huh? Yeah, she was known for her bathory. Maybe her name is really like Elizabeth de Armand, but then right. she got known as Elizabeth There's Bathory? no way she became colloquially known because of baths. They changed her name. Don't pretend to Google this. You don't have the mental... No, that's just her name. Yeah. There's no way that you're going to be able to focus well enough on your phone to All even right. do a real deep dive. We may as well just admit that we don't I ju- know. I know. I just wanted to know. we'll her- never know. I just wanted to know about the name thing. I may never, ever know. What the deal was. I have no idea. Anyway. How very odd. What I can tell you is the rest of the plot of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer. Yeah. A vampire assassin kills Abe's son, Willie. Yeah, see, this I don't like. I don't like this kind of thing where you take, like, real people and real events and yeah. then, like, make it weird somehow. Right. That's what this I mean by I don't like historical event fiction. Yeah. In Abraham Lincoln and uh, Mary Todd's life. Yeah, like, the, I know The death of their young son. They're not around anymore, but it still feels... This novel feels... turns it into a vampire assassination. Yeah, it feels icky. Yeah. So Henry Sturgis, the friendly vampire, mm-hmm. offers to turn Willie into a vampire, but Abe says no, though he is tempted. The Civil War ends with the Confederacy's defeat. Lincoln receives reports that vampires in the South are fleeing to Asia and South America in the wake of the slave system's collapse. Happy for the first time in many years, he attends a play at Ford's Theater, Uh uh-oh, only to be assassinated by actor John Wilkes Booth. Mm -hmm. They do not say whether or not John Wilkes Booth was a vampire. It's strange to me. That's surprising. It's strange to me that he wouldn't be given. Yeah, if we were so, if we're going with this whole thing, isn't it surprising that like him shooting him wasn't somehow a way to mask him than like sucking all his blood or something like that? You know what I mean? Like the closest we get, and I'm not sure what this means. Booth expects the vampires to rally around Lincoln's death, but instead instead finds himself shunned and hiding in a Virginia barn as Union troops arrive to arrest him. Henry arrives and confronts Booth inside the burning barn, killing him. Hmm. After Booth is killed, Lincoln's body is brought by a funeral train back to Springfield, Illinois, where Henry stands guard. 98 years later, during Martin Luther 
King Jr.'s famous I Have a Dream speech. Holy crap. At the Lincoln Memorial in 1963. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of like the Lincoln Memorial, like foundations are in a crack somehow and he starts to like stand up and everybody's like ah! i also have a dream yeah, yeah. that i'll live again <laughs> and he's 10 feet tall he's the size I'm of the model yeah we'll get this mm-hmm. so during the speech both lincoln and henry attend and lincoln writes about spending the previous night at the white house as a guest of then current president john f kennedy um, Man, we're touching everybody in this thing. Henry, we didn't know it, but Henry had used his powers to turn Lincoln into a vampire. Who's this Henry again? He's just a guy. Okay. He's a vampire. Yeah. A good guy vampire. Okay. Believing that, quote, some men are just too interesting to die. So Lincoln was murdered by John Wilkes Booth, and his body was shipped all around and shown on funeral trains or whatever the hell. Uh-huh. And then surprise reversal at the end, he's alive- at Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. And they reveal then that unbeknownst to us, I guess even before he was killed, he was turned into a vampire. So did, is this, Lincoln didn't want Henry to do this to his son. Yeah. He himself is now a vampire. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. And then it's I, a and whole then lot I, of story. And then I have a section called Movie. But I couldn't <laughs> couldn't bear I couldn't, to go any further. I could not bring myself to write another word. I did read the plot of the movie, and yeah. it is dumber. Uh-huh. Uh, and it ends with, it ends essentially at um, the, the end of the Civil War, and Henry's like, I could turn you into a vampire, you know? He's like, you know what? No. <laughs> Four score and seven minutes ago, I decided no. To go to the movies Let's or whatever. Let's go to the yeah. moon. Yeah. Does it end with him being like, no, thank you, Henry. Yes. I just want to spend time with my wife and go see a play. Like that kind of thing. Oh, man. You know what I mean? I, that's a good Probably. ending. That's yeah. a good ending. Um, a lot of the complaints about the movie was that uh, it took itself too seriously. It didn't uh-huh. play it like a joke. It played it like a badass action movie. Uh-huh. I, 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 so, no. I don't, I don't think they did that. But that's like a fun, like, tongue-in-cheek yeah. way to end. Um, now, what I did do to cap all of this, uh, we did this once previously. We're big fans of the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Mm-hmm. I decided to, oh, nice. in place of really looking at the movie, I looked at five-star reviews of uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter on Amazon. Excellent. So and a little I, second opinion. Exactly. I picked, I picked three. Uh, this first one's pretty simple. It's by John A. Lindquist. It's titled Enthralling. Uh, John says... I bought this movie as a regular DVD, and it leapt from my computer screen and kept me in its grasp to the end. What a production. Note the hundreds of names in the final credits. <laughs> not the mark of, like, that's fine. Yeah. It's great that, like, hundreds of people had, it's not like that's the mark of a good movie. No, exactly. It's just, that doesn't, that's not a known mark of excellence. No, like, yeah. sometimes you'll see a bad movie, and there are only, like, yeah. four people who work right. on it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. I would actually argue that not all the time, but sometimes that can be kind of a strike in the negative column where it's where it's like, why are there like 15 executive producers of this thing? Right, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. what happened? Oh, yeah. You exactly. know? Yeah. Look at how many people wrote this. Yeah. It's, it's like, good, why right? did they have to keep bringing on? This isn't this isn't standard. <laughs> Note yeah. the hundreds of names in the credits yeah. <laughs> to see that. That's a great very movie. funny. Uh, we Susie says, when I left the theater, it was with wonder. 
Could the reason for the Civil War be as different from what we know as the politics of today? What? I'm not saying that I believe or don't believe in vampires. <laughs> she won't rule it out. It does seem odd, though, that countries in Europe do believe in them. The movie has a lot of gore and a lot of suspense. You are literally on the edge of your seat. Honest Abe is true to what we have all been taught about him. <laughs> he was a good president and a good man. This movie brings all that and more home. Had to have a copy for my own library because it does make you think. And finally, It certainly does. And finally, from Jackie, I have a review titled Delicious Outside the Box Vampire oh. Tale. Oh. I love vampire movies, and this one especially so, because it was creatively outside the box. I love horror, but usually they follow a strict formula. This one deviates deliciously. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Second use of delicious. I was about to say. <laughs> delicious gets used twice in this review. Yeah, yeah. The movie cast was filled with lovable, driven characters fighting vampires during one of the blackest periods in American history. It was hard not to be enraptured from the beginning credits. Awesome job taking a theme and twisting it on its keister. Five stars. It's from Jackie. I can see why you pulled that one. I don't know what the awesome theme was that they twisted on their keister. Abraham Lincoln's life. That they twisted on its what keister. What did they twist? Do they, I'm not sure what they twisted. It's either they twisted vampire stories on their keister by throwing Abe Lincoln in it. Yeah. Or they took a wonderful theme of Abe Lincoln and twisted him on his keister. Right. <laughs> put vampires there, too. Also, I've heard turn on its head, but twist on its keister. Twist on its keister. That's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, William. Founding Father Frights. Yeah. <laughs> Stop completo. <laughs> I'll I've, take all your applause now. I've learned so much about American history. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe don't review this episode. <laughs> all right. Don't speak too soon. Okay. All Let right. me bring in the heat a Let's little bit here. Got. Okay? <laughs> so from one hollowed institution... To the next. I love our transitions from things. <laughs> <laughs> William, uh, you ever heard of the Playboy Mansion? I have. I have heard of it. You think there are probably ghosts in there or something? Or <laughs> yeah. Summit? Hug Hefner's in there. <laughs> Hug Hefner? What? Yeah. Oh, it's H-U-G-H. I forgot. I, I mispronounced. <laughs> Oops. Okay. So, <laughs> this is about... I don't know what to call this either. It's not really Ghost of the Playboy Mansion. It's kind of like ghosts haunting the girls next door from that show. Okay. Do you remember that show that was on in like the probably like 2010s or whatever, which I know we're still in, but like earlier, um, called The Girls Next Door that was on E and it featured Hugh Hefner, Hug Hefner, Vaguely. and his two and then three girlfriends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I was like cruising the podcast listings just last week or a little bit longer ago than that. And I saw that there's a podcast called Ghost Magnet by Bridget Margot. Okay. That's what I was remember what so before we started recording, I went to one of those things where you can Google like how to pronounce whatever. And it was like Marco. Marco or something. <laughs> Will was like, what is that? And I was like, you'll find out. So it's spelled like Marquart. I guess Marquart. it's Margo. I'm not Marquart. gonna say that last name anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it's she has a pot a ghost podcast. <laughs> this woman who was um a Playboy bunny who was one of Hugh Hefner's like main girlfriends. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, awesome. weird. Filing that away for future use. 
Then like two days later, it hits the news that Holly Madison, one of her fellow girlfriends of that time, is now dating Zach Bagans. Whoa! So I, just having found out about this, was like, oh, Bridget must have connected them because like she's into ghost stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I'll have to look into that. So William, that is just what I did. Hell yeah, the ghost girls of P-Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How's that for a name? I think it's great. <laughs> PBGG. Yeah. Playboy Ghost Girls. PBGG. <laughs> I want to call that magazine yeah. PB. Probably. <laughs> okay. Or just P. P. Can't wait till P comes. My favorite magazine. <laughs> so I was curious about the deal. I wanted to know if Bridget was always into ghosts and this is like her known jam forever (laughs) or whether this is a new passion of hers. So I did a little bit of digging and, um, it seems like this has just been her deal forever and that they referenced it here and there on the girls next door. Um, but let me see. Wait, sorry. So yeah, they referenced her being into it and I found the earliest instance I could in her lifetime of her interacting with ghosts, which seems to have been a story that she told on Celebrity Ghost Stories, one of my favorite shows ever, season three, episode 11. Now, um, Celebrity Ghost Stories is on Amazon Prime now, but I know not all of the seasons are on there. I didn't watch this through the the illegal channels. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could find it on Amazon Prime, but you can also just Google it. So this may have been the start of her getting into ghosts and everything, or I guess she was probably into it a touch beforehand, which is what prompted this whole thing. When she was a kid, she asked her mom to get her a Ouija board, just like the Parker Brothers Ouija board and everything. And her mom said, sure, because it's you can buy it at you know the toy store, so why not? Parker Bro- Brothers, mm-hmm. PB. Oh, my God. My favorite board game maker is PB, interacting with my favorite magazine, P. My favorite magazine. PPB. PPB. <sighs> this is huge. <laughs> This means a lot. And staring us in the face yeah, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> so she and her cousin started playing with the Ouija board. And they started off with very, you know, basic questions just to get the feel for it. And the planchette is moving, so they were excited. So then they started to get a little bit more in depth. And they were like, well, let's start asking some questions about people we know who have passed. So they asked to speak to the cousin's sister's boyfriend who had recently died under kind of mysterious circumstances. And he's answering questions about whether he was murdered or not. Okay. And they feel they're just like in it. They feel like they're talking to this guy. Then they decide to try Bridget's great grandfather. And same kind of deal. She's asking questions that she feels like he would only know the answers to. The planchette's moving. They feel like they are actually speaking to maybe this spirit. But then they, you know, they, they feel like they're all in it. But at the same time, they still have a voice in their head that's like, but is this real? Right. So they're a little bit skeptical. And they say something like, how do we know you're real? And all of a sudden, the planchette starts moving in fast circles and then flies right off the board. Whoa. So they were like, oh, God, no, no, no. This is bad We've news. angered it. Exactly. And her cousin starts going, like, making, like, a little, like, cross with her hands like this, like, one pointer finger over the other and being like, ah, ah, at the board, like, this is not good. Then, so they, they leave the board. They're like freaked out. The cousin goes to the bathroom and then Bridget hears a scream from the bathroom. So she runs over to her and the cousin opens the door and shows her that she has three crosses like carved into her skin. What? Like to the point that Bridget said that it looks like they were like, um, branded in. Oh my God. And so they're freaking out about this, but don't know what to do. And then some point later in the afternoon, I don't know. She kind of just 
went to this next thing. They disappear from the cousin's body and they're just not there at all anymore. So they're like, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. Um, then over the next few days, Bridget, oh, and so they, they thought to themselves, like, maybe we weren't actually talking to the great grandfather and the boyfriend. This is a demon who's just trying to trick us and a get mimic. us comfortable. Exactly. So the mimicry continues. <clears throat> so the next day, Bridget is at home and doors start slamming and stuff like that. Um, I think a door to the outside is opening and closing, opening and closing. So one of the times she gets up to close it, she turns back around and she sees her great grandfather standing there. And she's like, well, God, not good. That kind of keeps happening over the last few, few or the, the next few days. She'll see him in the hallway, in another room, whatever. But God. <laughs> he looks a little weird. Like he has these really bright blue glowing eyes. And she said he also looked like he was in a little bit of decay. So like it looked like her grandfather. It's his face. She said she felt like she could recognize the suit he was wearing. A lot of it was very recognizable to her but with a twist, a twist on its keister. Yeah. Something's not quite right with Pop Pop. They got maybe if it was I don't want to get ahead of the story. Mm-hmm. If it was some sort of a mimic demon, yeah, they couldn't do it all correctly. Right, right, exactly. Like they got most of the way there and then hooked. I would just kind of carry them, yeah, but couldn't do it. So she finally talks to her mom about it because she's this freaked out, and the mom just kind of thinks that she's gotten all whipped up because of the Ouija board playing and everything. And she's like, Bridget, like your you know your great grandpa didn't even have blue eyes. Like what you're seeing, like it. it it can't be his ghost. He didn't have blue eyes or whatever. And that brings Bridget back to the conclusion of like, oh, this is some sort of demon trying to trick me because the blue eyes are so signature to what I'm seeing. They're like bright, bright blue. This must mean something yeah. that it's exactly what we said, something that isn't being able to change all the way. So the mom called a priest because Bridget was continuing to be freaked out by this. And the priest came and basically said, I was surprised. I've been surprised by um, priests in action in the last couple of stories. Yeah, yeah. Remember in uh, the Jaller house, the priest came and he was just like, well, it doesn't seem good. You're going to have to you do something prob- about this. You should probably get somebody to take care of this. Yeah. This priest doesn't do exactly the same thing, but he comes <clears> and he's like, yeah, this is not good. You shouldn't have played with a Ouija board. Like they're bad news. That opens up things like this. You need to get rid of the Ouija board. And hopefully this will go away and he leaves. So the mom does get rid of the Ouija board and it does seem to stop things. Oh, wow. But Bridget has just always thought of it and always been aware of it or whatever. So now cut to me looking up. Um, like, cause, so I listened. I don't think I said I listened to a podcast interview with Bridget and Holly of the girls next door on Bridget's podcast. Okay. That came out just this Monday because I went to Google like, Oh, Bridget, Holly, Zach Bagans to see if there was any like gossipy article that was like, they were introduced by Bridget of Ghost Magnet or whatever. And it turned out that they just did an interview on Ghost Magnet. So I was like, perfect. The timing couldn't be better for yeah. this. So I'm going to reference that a little bit more later. But in that podcast episode, they say something about having ghost hunters come to the Playboy Mansion. And I was like, that had to be filmed on Girl Next Door, I'm sure. Yeah. So I Googled that and I found the episode where they have ghost investigators come. Wow. It's like good, a Halloween episode. Good uh, good detective skills. Thank you. Here. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so I found it. It's on YouTube. It's season one, episode 10. And um, it's like a Halloween episode where they're getting ready for what is, I guess, the famous P Mansion Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
<laughs> Bridget is in her glory. She's really like talking about how much she loves Halloween. It's her thing. She said something that she and Hef bond over. Hugh Hefner made a horror movie when he was 16 that they watched together all in bed, actually like in the Jaller episode. It's probably a big bed. Yeah. Because it was Hugh Hefner, Kendra Wilkinson, Holly Madison, and Bridget Marquand, or whatever, um, all watching this movie that Hef made. Weird. Maybe especially made bed like in the Jaller episode and like with the Jolie Pitts. And by the way, I was right about all those names. I checked later. What? Paddocks? Well, I said it wrong, but it was Pax, Maddox, Zahara, Shiloh, Vivian, and Knox. God. God. Lots of X names, which didn't occur to me right off the top. Oh, it occurs to me. Of course, there's an X in a bunch of names. It's edgier though. Right? I know it is very edgy. Um, what movie did uh, Hef make? I don't remember what it was called. It, it was like a student film kind of thing. Okay. They used Hershey syrup for the blood because it was in black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I use Hershey syrup too. Because <laughs> it's good for the blood. <laughs> Fortifies you. It's good for the blood. So it seems like Bridget to to the initiated, of which I am not. Uh-huh. I guess it's no surprise that Bridget has this ghost magnet podcast. I just know her as being on the girls next door, which I'd never seen before. And it seemed very random to me. But I guess it's like kind of part of her deal. She just like really loves Halloween. Um, she when they're talking about stuff in the Halloween episode said she starts decorating her room for Halloween at the end of August. So she can have Halloween decorations up as up as long as possible. She has a dog named Wednesday. And she said if she ever has a daughter, she wants to name the daughter Wednesday for like Wednesday Adams. Okay. Like this this chick just really loves Halloween. Fair enough. Um, and so she tells a ghost story in the episode about the mansion that she had heard. She said that there was a woman who lived there before them named Mrs. Letts great name who was the wife of the original mansion owner and that she heard that she had jumped from the indoor balcony onto the marble floor of the great hall in the front and died um that's the rumor like they're talking about in front of um hef's longtime secretary mary and she's like that never happened right or whatever not that they lived there during that time but she's just like that's not true it's a legend it's not yeah it's a made-up story right um, but Bridget says that she thinks she has seen her. She said that one day she and her sister were hanging out in her room and that she saw out of the corner of her eye a woman in the doorway to her room. But then when she turned and looked at it full on, it was gone. Um, so this sets up her calling a paranormal investigator and a medium to come check out the mansion and set up a little plot for this episode. So I had never seen the girls next door before, which is kind of surprising to me. I realized I'd never <laughs> laid eyes on it. Yeah. It's very cheesy in a way that would normally i would really enjoy but i was like this is too much for me like what makes it cheesy they do like weird effects like and i assume it didn't feel it felt perfectly in place but i think the effects were tailored to the halloween episode i'm sure in another episode they're doing similar effects but that are tailored to that subject it's like for the halloween episode they're doing lots of like lightning flash between between scenes and like oh it's stuff like that and there's just like really weird zany music throughout like horn music like like when they're doing stuff it is a weird show um it's a lot so the medium that they call they say his name is barry taff another perfect name a medium named barry taff and he comes with an assistant named paul now you never get any elaboration on paul but paul really makes his presence known if anything is haunting this episode i would say it's paul Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so he meets with the girls and half ends up coming into um, and they tell him about incidents, but they don't get super specific. They're just like, yeah, we've always felt stuff. Um, it's very weird. We'll just kind of feel like we're being watched. And I get I, there are a few more specific things they get into later in the episode. But at this point, they just kind of say there's a weird vibe and they feel like they're being watched sometimes. Um, and based on this stuff. Barry and Paul say that it's not impossible that Bridget herself is a catalyst and what Barry calls a poltergeist agent that can trigger certain events. Paul says, do actors need a polter- poltergeist agent? And it's tough. Whoa. It's tough. He does a couple Whoa. other things like that. Um, so then they start going through the house with an EMF meter, like being zany. Um, all, all of them together. It's, it's all three ladies in half. And they're measuring it places. It was pretty great. Um, I forgot, like, so even though I haven't seen this, I still know things about the show. <laughs> like, of course you do. Just from whatever. Like, I know that Bridget and Holly both, like, their thing was that, like, we both went to college. We're super smart. But, like, that doesn't mean we can't be hot or whatever, which is totally true. And then Kendra's thing was, like, I'm gross, but I'm still hot. What? That's a shame. <laughs> what? Well, no, like, we talking about, like, farting and, like, pooping and stuff. She's okay. like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, just because I'm hot doesn't mean I don't like to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> so I was aware of that, but I'd forgotten Hey, you're pretty about hot. It. I bet you don't like to take dumps. I bet you hate taking a dump. They're so hot. She references like <laughs> God taking an SH word at some point in this. And I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, Kendra Wilkinson is like <laughs> like that. <laughs> so like Cool, you guys have fun on that ghost. Just isn't seen again for the rest of the episode. Okay. I guess she's gone. I guess. All right. And then there were four. Oh, God. What happened? We're dropping like flies. Speaking of flies, yeah. Kendra. <laughs> yeah. It was, there were multiple references to like Kendra being like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular girl, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like this show. It seems like the kind of thing I would like, but uh, I was like, I was not what into a this. Cool defining trait. Yeah, I, I, I especially wasn't hot on Kendra, and also, um, she was very much like, you know, I don't really subscribe to this ghost crap or whatever. Like, she was just like, I, I look, I'm just like a normal girl who's not dealing with any of this bunk or whatever. But the other then, two still talk. You said, wait, yeah, I don't know if they really talked to not Kendra so much. So Kendra, much. but here's the thing. Kendra was later on Celebrity Ghost Stories herself, which spun off into an episode of The Haunting of with Kim Russo. So Kendra eventually becomes a believer. And I was remembering, I was like, wait a second, is Kendra just putting this on for the show? Because I knew I had already seen her on The Haunting of, and The Haunting of spins off from Celebrity Ghost Stories. So I was like, she's participated in paranormal television before. And I was like, did she make up a story or something? Like, which thing is lying? Was yeah. When she was on Celebrity Ghost Stories, was it like a story of growing up in a childhood home that's haunted? or and Which would mean that then she's lying on the girl next door and being like, right. I don't believe this. Or, or was did the that, girl next door need someone to be the skeptic? Well, could be, could be, right. but just based on the airs, the foul airs, I felt like she was putting on already. I'd be yeah. more willing to think that she's just going to like paint herself that way. Or was it that she experienced scary things as an adult in a home? So right. later on, 
the, she came to believe this. And I'm pretty sure it was that she was an adult and she had moved into a home and scary things happened there. So post this episode. So she may have been skeptic, skeptic. And then she moved into this house with her ex-husband, Hank Bassett. And then scary things happened and she became a believer. You know so much about these people. I know. I've never seen it before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So my point was, was saying she's gross. So they start going through the house with the EMF meter and something. She's like, Hey, can I take that? And she puts it at her butt. <laughs> what? All right. And I was like, Kendra, we get it or whatever. Excuse um, me, Mr. Hefner. Yeah. One of your girlfriends farted on my EMF reader. <laughs> He's like, I know that's part of her charms. Charms. Does she kind of talk like that? <laughs> um, so she does that. <laughs> They're checking all the ladies or whatever. They check Bridget, the person who they think might be a parent or a poltergeist agent, and her EMF F meter is is like crazier yeah. than everybody else's. So Paul takes the opportunity. It's like almost in the background. It's not referenced or anything, but he's like, talk about hot. Which I think was a joke about them being hot girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not a joke about ghosts. Well, the EMF meter is going crazy, so, so I, guess I guess it's, it's a hot, hot reading. I guess. But it's being like talk about, but like it's almost under what other people right. are saying, which I think he's lucky for. Yeah, because it was really lame. Um, so they they check at the balcony where they say that Mrs. Let's jumped off. But there's a higher reading there. They check in Bridget's room in the doorway, and there's a higher reading there. Then they decide to go check in the library of the house. And the reason they specifically go there, and this isn't explained any further than what I'm going to say to you, is that Holly says that one of the butlers told her that her pet Pomeranian, Panda, was being pet by a ghost in there one day. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no further information necessary. I don't even want to talk to to the person who saw it. Right. So I guess they saw a ripple of the dog's hair or something, like in Hollow Man. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was being pet by a ghost in there the other day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So those guys leave, and they're just like, "Whoa, this is crazy." Paul, Paul, you know, is playing things up a little bit. He's like, "This just stopped working. My equipment actually just stopped working in here." Like Paul's making Paul the most of his airtime. Yeah. Yes. And they leave. And the seance lady comes in a little bit later and they tell her a little bit more about some incidents, uh, incidents that have happened in the house. They say that TVs turn on and off or the volume will suddenly go way up Hep just and lights know how to flicker use on remote. and off. <laughs> Damn things on the fritz again. Well, that giant bed. I'm sure that the, the clicker gets lost in there. One of them rolls over. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and during the seance, the lady, the medium, tells them that it's not Mrs. Letts who's haunting the Playboy Mansion. It's a single spirit who's in there who's been inhabiting that area since time began. Since time began? That's right. And the ladies aren't into it. N- none of the ladies, they do their talking heads and they're just like, yeah, I was disappointed with what she said or whatever. Like, it didn't really track. But the one weird thing that happened was like, Kendra's like, yeah, she had me hold a rock or some crap. I don't know. Because I guess she gave them like crystals. <laughs> okay. And, um, but then they show Kendra Put it in the, the toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not the first time there's been a splash in there. <laughs> yeah. And like, Hef is at this seance. And so... Kendra is holding the crystal and she's like, guess what I'm thinking, Hef? And he's like, oh, I imagine it's about football. And she's like, it was about football. So then they go to the talking head. She's like, I guess this rock worked. Whatever. Eh. Um, so they just did not feel like this medium was accurate. 
But was she? Let's go to the present day now. Back to Ghost Magnet Podcast. Oh, boy. In the episode that I listened to, Bridget and Holly talk about the fact that they later found out that that whole Mrs. Let story wasn't true. It was made up by another playmate like 20 years ago who didn't want a lot of other playmates hanging around the mansion. And so she was trying to scare them off. Whoa. Which is awesome. Scooby-Doo. Yes, she Scooby-Dooed it. Um, so maybe it is not Mrs. Letts, but maybe it is this figure that's been here since the beginning of time. Who knows? So they How come al- one of the options you suggested isn't, it's nothing? <laughs> <laughs> William. Be realistic Not even here. on the table. Absolutely. William, that EMF meter went nuts. It went nuts on that balcony yeah. where Mrs. Letts didn't jump. What, what did so- happen when Kendra put it by her butt? Did it do anything? No, not really. She All was right. just kind of like, whoa, is it going nuts or something? I don't remember. No. Kind of. I, I think Paul had something to Give say. Give it back. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't notable enough for me, so I don't think anything happened. But she was just like, huh. <laughs> 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 so, um, but in this episode, Bridget and Holly elaborate on some of the things that happened when they were in the Playboy Mansion that kind of turned them into... Well, I guess Bridget was already a ghost believer, but mm-hmm. Holly apparently was not and eventually became one kind of hardcore. So, like I said, Bridget was already into all this stuff. It was like just a thing. She was just an area of interest for her. I really like Bridget, actually. She seemed very nice. Okay. I enjoyed her. Um, so I guess she would just talk about this stuff like, you know, it would come up or whatever. And she and Holly were in her room one day um, talking about this. And Holly said that she wants to believe it. But she was like, I would just need a really clear sign because I haven't seen anything like this. So I just I like what you're saying, but I would need something to happen that like convinces me. And they said right then, like you couldn't script it any better. The TV volume shot way up where they like jumped. Like it all of a sudden just like went really crazy. Cool. And it made them like, huh, OK. And Holly was like. Okay, interesting. But still, you know, she wasn't like, all right, I'm totally in. Right. But was, you know, coming around to it a little bit more. Um, and then some other things specifically happened to Holly there that ended up kind of prompting her to believe in stuff a little bit more. So she said that she was in the gym in the mansion, um, just like cooling down on the treadmill, which kind of plays into it, which is the reason I mention it. And this girl walked in and she didn't see from where she walked in, but a girl walked in. And it was somebody who was dressed in contemporary clothes. She said she was wearing like a pink outfit. She had like highlights. Like it looked like somebody who would be there on a normal day or whatever. But she said, I thought this was kind of funny. She could tell that she wasn't a playmate, but that she looked like somebody who might have gotten an invite to a pool party somehow or something. So reading between the lines, it was a girl who wasn't hot enough to be a playmate, Uh but somebody who could maybe somehow score an invite to like hang around the pool or something. I don't really know how the whole system at the Playboy Mansion works, but whatever. So she's walking on the treadmill for a while, just in the same spot for a while. And then she realized that the girl wasn't in the room anymore, but she would have had to walk right by her to leave the room. So she was like, I definitely would have noticed her leaving. Like, how the hell did she get out of here? And so she was weirded out. And this is something I didn't know and I would like to look into. Um, it maybe not, it might not be for the show, but just something I didn't know. They said it like this is a known thing. The Playboy Mansion has a lot of secret passageways. Oh, really? Yes. So she was like, 
so, so she was like, you know, there are, there are a lot of secret passwords. Like maybe there's one in this room and I wasn't aware of it or something. And she noticed the outline of a door in a wall of mirrors. There's like a wall of mirrors in the gym room. So she went to it and she was like, oh, like, how did I not notice this before? Did this girl use this or something? And she opened it. She, it was the kind of thing where you could press on it and it would come out. But it was just a closet. So she was like, all right, the girl is in there. And she was like, I don't know what the hell the deal is with right. this. It was very, very strange. And so they were just speculating, not knowing or whatever. They were like, you know, maybe it was a girl who has come to a party. Like maybe it was something that she always really wanted to get to do. And she was finally able to do it and get an invite to the Playboy Mansion. And maybe she didn't die here, but maybe this was a strong memory and big deal thing in her life. And like she has come back here for whatever reason. I mean, who, you know, they, who knows? Right. Um, another thing that she said happened was that there was a second floor bathroom that like nobody really went to because it's like a huge mansion. There's a ton of stuff to do. And because the mansion does have people in and out of it all the time, let alone them filming, um, Holly would sometimes go to that bathroom just to chill out because nobody really went there. So she kind of hide out there for a little while. So she'd like take a book and just like read on the floor in the bathroom. And she said that the toilet flushed out of nowhere a few times when she did that. And it was just very strange. Like, why is this happening? Um, so apparently since then, Holly has kind of gone all in on this, like from the cumulative effect of those things, plus just the weird vibe that they felt anyway, where they felt like they were kind of being watched. She's all about it. She has a dog named Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, and as we said before, she's dating Zach Bagans. So not that you have to believe everything that you're you know partner believes or whatever but it seems like she's into this it might be something that they have in common like a shared interest yeah exactly and it seems like she's like best friends with bridget still and bridget obviously is very into this so it seems like something they all do i didn't include in this because i didn't think i didn't think it was very interesting to tell you the truth but like they feel like holly's house now has some haunting so they've gone and done some um you know experiments investigation and, stuff yeah. yeah and it just wasn't it was it was fine it was whatever yeah um so they didn't address address exactly that bridget like hooked up her uh holly and zach but they did talk about the haunted museum a good amount like bridget has gone and done investigations there and it definitely seemed like holly had a familiarity with it like bridget would be talking about an uh, an area and she'd be like oh yeah by the whatever room yeah um there is one thing that i thought was a particularly kind of fun and creepy story that bridget had about the haunted uh, haunted museum she said that she and a friend were standing in this area where a curtain was kind of covering something and they could hear whispering voices on the other side of the curtain. And they assumed that there was somebody back there who's going to pop out and scare them sometime. Because I guess the Haunted Museum, like, besides being, you know, what they say is a legit museum, I guess they do have people do weird things sometimes. Like, they said that there are people dressed as clowns or something who, like, will pop out at you. That's There's, like, a clown, muse- a clown <clears throat> exhibit or something. I don't know. But so it seemed to be a given thing that there could be people who are getting ready to, like, do something back there. Um, but they later found out that the curtained area where they were hearing these whispers is actually just some sort of partition that's covering up a balcony and there's nowhere to stand there. Oh, wow. So they said like, you know, maybe they were hearing somebody from the floor below, sure. but it sounded like there were people right there, which I thought was kind of awesome and creepy to yeah, like, like be assuming like, oh, there must be people back there. And then you find out there's no there for them to be back yeah. behind. Yeah. It was a pretty sweet story. I like that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Wow. <clears throat> Man, mm-hmm. that's so weird. 
I know. Yeah. I had no idea that that connection was there. No, no Never idea. thought about it before. Yeah. Uh, 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 what a strange... It's mm-hmm. amazing that it is, like, I guess, I'm not super shocked by this, I guess. Yeah. But, like, that something that happened on reality TV mm-hmm. was actually, like, a sort of passion of the people that were on the show. Right. That is continuing now. Yeah, like, that it wasn't just a totally made-up setup for, you know, because I could see them maybe scripting and being like, sure. so we should have, like... So, why don't we have a paranormal investigator come in? That could be a fun thing and have right. a seance and be like, okay, Bridget, say that you've always been interested in this. It seems like she genuinely is just interested in this. Yeah. And then I had assumed, again, that this was some sort of like shoehorned in tie-in where right. she had a ghost podcast because like ghost podcasts are popular and maybe some company approached her because she's somewhat of a public figure and it was a weird mashup. No, I think she's just thinking of this stuff. She just likes ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, have you, you haven't listened to like really any other episodes of it? No, I haven't. You, I, I would though. I wonder how long it's been running or anything like that. Um, Let me take a look real quick. What did Hef say? Did he have anything to say about any of this? Was he part of the episode? He was. Um, So on the sh- on the podcast I listened to, they said that Hef didn't really like to entertain the idea of it yeah. being haunted and that they, they said they were having a hard time finding the word. They were like, it's not that he thought it was beneath him or something or beneath the mansion but I think he just didn't like the idea of it being haunted or okay. something like that. Like it just wasn't, it didn't really seem to land with him. Um, but he was like playing along and like fine during the episode. He was walking around with them while they're doing the EMF meter. I think somebody asked him if he felt like anything was strange. I think he said something like, well, people have said that before. So this isn't shocking for me to hear. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Um, but it didn't seem like it was something that he really particular, particularly believes. Yeah. So let's see. I think that this might be. Yeah, it's it is pretty recent. It only started in March of this year. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there was a handful of episodes. The one I listened to this week was the seventeenth episode. Huh. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah, they've got other stuff like yeah, they just talk about haunted places. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think she just literally goes and does investigations places. Yeah, they talk about mediums, daydreams, and nightmares. Um. Yeah, they had the actress that played Pepper on American Horror Story. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so Ghost Magnet with Bridget Marquand. Yeah. Marquard. Oh, yeah. It's real weird. Yes. Quard. The translation thing was like Margot or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Oh, God. It's probably French. That's why we're butchering it. Man, it's got a five out of five rating on Apple Podcasts. Hmm. We... Uh, this podcast is just what I've been looking for. It's not scripted or overproduced with cheesy music and sound effects. Just people sharing stories. So the about opposite of the things. girls next door. I guess maybe so. that's why they said that. <laughs> so glad to have found it. Yeah, people people seem to love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. All right. Sweet. Right on. Yeah. Weird. I know. Weird stuff. I wonder if there are. There must be Halloween episodes or ghost mm-hmm. investigation themed episodes of stuff like. Uh, Reality shows like the, I think that there the are Osborns and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there are. It's such a fun theme thing, <sighs> it especially is. if you're coming up for it. Because those shows are shows that are like real but scripted. Like I don't think that they have things where what they say is scripted, but they put them into unnatural situations. You know and I mean, yeah, they're yeah. like, so this is the day that they're gonna go to the pumpkin patch or whatever, and we'll see what happens. But right. they they may not have actually been planning to go to the pumpkin patch that day. Yeah, yeah. That's like dropping a theme like that in your lap. Totally. Why would you not do a Halloween episode? That's a, an easy episode to do. Mm-hmm. Where's our ghost hunting equipment? I don't know. It's here somewhere. Is it here? Yeah. You don't have it? No. Hmm. Somebody took it. <laughs> no, it's here somewhere. Spirit of Spectre. A demon. <laughs> Spirit of Sante. <laughs> That's probably like on that shelf yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, we should do an investigation. Yeah, we should do an investigation. 
Halloween is coming up in a few months, yeah. three months, three months. Let's start planning. Yeah. Okay. I'd like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. That's, that's it. That kills it. That's it. That's a wrap on this mm-hmm. week's episode of Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us and having a spooky good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I think you did. I think you did restore. Yeah. The show. That was fun. That felt good. Yeah. That felt good. Yeah. Uh, You're so good too. I'm just saying. It's just psychotic. Yeah. It's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Uh, uh, things you can do if you enjoy the show. Go follow at GTTU Pod on all social mm-hmm. media to get uh, up to date on spooky news throughout the week. Yep. Uh, you can join our secret society group on Facebook. A little closed group mm-hmm. at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU Pod. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on patreon.com slash GTTU Pod if you'd like to give a little something back to us mm-hmm. uh, 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 you can also talk to us individually online that's right I'm at Chillin Kristen on Instagram and Twitter I'm at the myth traveler so thank you all so much for hanging out with us we will see you again next week for more tantalizing terrifying tales but until that time comes we must travel back to the netherworld go we go we